Hi, my name is Jeff and I'm Managing Director at ShieldPay and your host of the Shieldcast. The Shieldcast is our podcast where ShieldPay friends, partners and clients come to tell us about their amazing products, share industry insights and generally talk about things that we hope listeners will find interesting. In this series of the Shieldcast, we want to look at the transaction management lifecycle. I will be in discussions with legal tech companies, legal practitioners, and others who are involved in the transactional process, from the planning phase, to the building phase, and through to the closing phase. So much time is spent in legal tech talking about the role of AI and process automation. We felt it was important to give transaction management some much needed airtime. Welcome to the Shieldcast Transaction Management Series. On today's show, we welcome Owen Oliver, Head of Product for Structure Flow. Welcome on. Hi there, how are you doing? So Owen is another lawyer turned legal technologist, founder of Workchair Transact, which was acquired by Litera Microsystems in 2019, and is today used extensively by international law firms such as Clifford Chance, Simmons & Simmons and Norton Rose. After such a success bringing to market a legal tech platform, he has dived right back in and has joined Tim Follett and the Structure Flow team as Head of Product. I've had a chance to play with Structure Flow over the last few weeks, and it's a, it's a really great product. And as a transaction lawyer, I uh, would have loved to be able to use that as a tool. And I think I've got lots of applications in mind for it for today. And, and I think it, it's just that it's a wide-ranging number of applications and possible extensions from that from that product that I think is is incredibly fascinating. I urge all listeners to, to have a look, and we'll post some links on that below. But uh, um, I'm excited to talk to you more about the product, obviously, but but more broadly around the topic of this series, which is the transaction management lifecycle, something that we're both trying to tackle potentially or not tackle. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bit, I think. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And thank you for saying those kind things about structure flow. <laughs> uh, to begin with, could you give us the 30 second elevator pitch? Yeah. What is structure flow? How did it come about? And um, you're Rob. Absolutely. I mean, Structure Flow, first and foremost, it's about visualization. It provides this visual toolkit for lawyers and really any sort of corporate or transaction professional. And it can be used for a wide range of use cases, but it's particularly strong and it was sort of primarily created for creating corporate and transaction structures. But it's an intelligent solution. So what we mean by that is when you're creating your structure within Structure Flow, it understands what you're creating and it sort of builds up this data model of the structure underneath. So it recognizes that you're adding entities and assets and it understands the relationships between those different things. Then you can add sort of more information about those entities and assets and you can link documents. It's an intelligent solution. So at one level, it's like a PowerPoint replacement tool for structures, sort of taking away a lot of the, the pain that professionals suffer today when using those tools to do the diagrams that they that they create today. But it also is more than that, it becomes a sort of interactive interface for information on a deal, for example. And that means that it's more of a structuring and modeling tool, and it becomes this valuable information resource through the course of a matter or a, or a transaction. Um, sounds great. I mean, I, I like PowerPoint, but um, <laughs> and I use I use a number of other visualization tools already. But no, it's it's it is really great. How are you seeing it being adopted at the moment by who, who's using it and and what type of firms, what types of teams, and and how well is it being used? Yeah, we've got a really great customer base already. The one I can mention is Slaughter May. We had a really good press release last week yeah, with them, that. and that started out within their corporate and tax teams but it's now being rolled out to, to anybody across the firm that wants to use it. And I think that demonstrates the breadth of usage for the tool. There is a focus on structures and transactions, 
but it can be used in litigation. You can use it for flowcharts. You can use it for timelines. If you're drafting a sort of complex clause in a commercial agreement, you can use it to create a visualization of that. So, you know, it really is very wide. And we've actually created this really nice document, marketing document recently about the use cases. And it's got about 30 different slides and all examples of, of diagrams and structures of different types that lawyers and other professionals are creating. But I think this, this need for visualization is there and it's sort of growing. And what we're providing is this really nice, straightforward tool where a lawyer who's not used to, you know, you said that you're good at PowerPoint, as some <laughs> lawyers very much are, others are terrible at it and you know, really struggle with it. And I think this is something that everybody can use just to get the thoughts. It's, it helps them think, you know, it helps them get stuff down on paper. So whether it's a massive corporate structure or whether it's something whiteboarding an idea that they've just chatted to their clients about, it's something that some, anybody can just pick up and use. And I guess there's, there's this share options and collaboration options. Are you finding mm -hmm. in the usage of it, are you finding the stakeholders and transactions or in the matter or the case or whatever it is, interacting on the platform and helping each other, moving them around and, and engaging in that visualisation exercise? Our goal is to, to make StructureFlow this collaborative platform where people from all different organisations involved on a matter or a transaction can come in and get that view of the transaction and not just the visual, all the sort of underlying information and data that they need to understand things on that matter are there. So I think as a typical user, you go through this journey where you pick up the tool, you recognize it as something that's, it's a replacement for PowerPoint for maybe creating that structure that you did. And maybe your, your image goes into a due diligence report or it goes into steps plans. But then as you get more familiar with the tool, you get confident, you can start inviting your client to get that first-hand view of that project within StructureFlow. Um, and then it progresses out from there. But that's our goal, it's to create this sort of collaborative environment for, for deal structuring and, and for engaging people with understanding how a transaction is going to work. So there's so many tools that law firms use and lawyers use at the moment, you know, an mm. increasing number of tools. How are you demonstrating? Obviously, it is just a, a very useful thing to have, but everyone's always looking for a return, effectively. It's like, what's it going to gain from an efficiency point of view for a law firm? Is that what lawyers are looking for when, in your sales process or, or is something else mm. the driver behind the adoption of the solution yeah there's a few different things there i think from an out outreach perspective it's quite easy for us because you speak to a partner and if they're a partner that has problems or can see problems within their team with the creation of diagrams it's quite an easy sell to get in there it is much more efficient for creating structures so that sort of aspect is there but it's also quite fun to use you, you said at the start you know it's it's something different from your regular toolkit most lawyers are working in word all the time and this is something a little bit different and as I say it helps them think so all of those sorts of bonus points are there and I think for an innovation team in a law firm there's this massive advantage around the adoptability of it because the first level use case for it is really something that anybody can pick up and it's very easy and it doesn't involve lots of different people it doesn't involve a massive behavior change so it's a really attractive proposition to get almost a quick win, you know, with an innovation team because you can put it into many different teams and there's an immediate ability to use that and start getting benefit from it. I think from where I was coming from with Transact, that was much more of a process of education and behavior change to get a whole team to move over to working in a slightly different way of being um, and, and acting. And you at least need the buy-in from an entire team working on a transaction internally to make that work. But with StructureFlow, anybody that's that wants to create a diagram in that context or in that setting can just pick it up and use it yeah interesting what i found playing around with it one of the things that kept coming to my mind was that right now structure flow is very much that visualization tool and sort of mm. 
kind of a due diligence planning communication tool. But I guess for me, the concept of this series is about transaction management. I can see you creeping into other parts of that. So I see the, the transaction lifecycle, there being three parts as plan, build, complete process. Mm. And I kind of see that you could probably start creeping into those other areas. Is that something that you guys have considered or is that something that you're, you're thinking of? Yeah, I think if you're putting a tool to go into that sort of process, you have to look at the process as a whole and see where it's going to fit in. And I think there's two real areas where structure flow can help in that process. First of all, structuring. It's that combination of people will create visualizations today of structures to help them understand it. And what we're sort of adding into that is the information and data element so that you can get really a much deeper understanding of it and a deeper resource for the information on that matter. And we feel that that combination is really powerful in terms of deal structuring and we can help resolve issues, flag issues around structuring such as conflict and KYC and ultimate beneficial ownership and where change of control is is needed and those sorts of things. We, We believe that as we build out the product, it'll be possible for us to demonstrate those within a structure flow project. And we think that will have immense value as a sort of structuring and modeling tool at that stage of the transaction. So that's obviously a real focus for us. But there are other problems within transactional work where we can maybe help. And I think one of those issues that we see is the fragmentation of information. When you're working on a transaction, the key information that you need to do any particular task, it tends to be fragmented across different documents, across different organizations. And what we see as Structureflow helping there, it can come in as a resource for that information. It comes in at the start of the process and it can be that nice interactive resource for that information through the course of the transaction and, and benefit in that way. So, so we feel that Structureflow is conceptually, you know, it's primarily a, a tool about visualization that you can use in lots of different ways. But I think there are specific things about it that will really help through the transaction lifecycle as a whole. I think it's really interesting is that there are a number of solutions and this is your second business basically looking at that transaction management Mm. piece and it's kind of been that it's a forgotten child of legal technology transaction management to a certain extent Mm. but there's clearly a a large charge towards this piece at the moment you know there's uh, or or generally like the helping tools for for all of them like Clio just last week Mm. announcing their huge their billion dollar 1.6 billion dollar valuation whatever it was are we all just creating these transaction management solutions, are they just creating tools to help facilitate old processes, but not really changing the actual way that, that the thing is done? Because ultimately, we're just putting plasters on maybe poor processes rather than actually changing the way it should be. I think it's a really interesting question. As you say, there are lots of different transaction tech tools coming out. And I think the key thing is that they, they're all going to have to knit together. I think it's quite easy to pick one part of that process and find a solution for it that is based on an existing process. As to whether those all of those tools are going to knit together well and produce something end-to-end that's really going to benefit and make overall a nice conjoined experience for both the lawyers working on the transactions, but also the client, who knows? I think Structureflow has the opportunity to maybe be a little bit disruptive in some of those areas, just because of the sort of the, the, the nature of it, the fact that it's building up a lot of data about the transaction. I think it's a really interesting space at the moment and I think it's a really good question to ask it's you know how as a sort of collection of vendors do we really offer something that's taking things forward and not just providing a standalone resolution to an existing sort of issue you know how can we sort of get together and almost think about the whole process globally and producing good solutions. And I guess that's where the larger conglomerates come together and, and do that right like you were acquired by one in your, in your previous yeah. business yes. um, yeah. and do you think that 
So ultimately, there are only X number of law firms and procurement processes in law firms. So it's, it's a very sticky industry to get into. But then, so will there be space for these innovations to come in if these larger players have, have you know, there's maybe four or five now that kind of take up quite a lot of that space already that for, for other people to come in with those innovative solutions? Or, or is that market going to get shut down? That saturation of some sort. Yeah, I think I think there's always going to be room for something new and, and clever. I think obviously there's a lot of acquisition activity at the moment, but I think the actual the challenge of putting tools together to make a coherent workflow is the same. There's a lot of work to be done to join up all the tools, either within an organisation or outside of an organisation. No, I, t- I totally agree that those processes can be knit together very neatly, irrespective of whether you're one organisation or not. I think it's that interoperability of data is, is a really important piece and, and an openness to data and standards and et cetera, I think is going to be where a lot of the tech companies will need to, particularly in this space, need to evolve towards. In terms of going back to some of the bits around the, the transaction lifecycle and where we think things might go, have you identified other areas that you think are still uh, open and that people haven't really come to solutions for? So we've got the tools to, to manage the transaction through it. We've got the e-signings that is more broadly mm. being adopted. But what's the next bit of that process that really is is right for, for some analysis or some tech influence? Yeah. Well, I think I think one of the things that I hear from customers a lot is about the sort of delivery of structured data at the end of a transaction. There's a lot of attempts to give the business all what it needs in that context. But I'm not sure that there's anything has, has really got a hold of that really well and is producing really good delivery of that. Obviously, what I mean by that is that, you know, if, if a bank is doing 100 loan deals of a certain type every year, getting really deep data coming off the documentation so that they can use that and go into their management systems at the end of the transaction. So I think that's an area where, again, you know, you've got lots of different transaction tools are all going to be using similar data and producing data through the documentation and through the different sort of systems. It's like, how can we... Um, turn that into a really usable set of data. So when you, the transaction finishes and you're delivering that to to the client, you deliver a Bible, but how do you deliver that quality data to the client at the end of it? And I think that's really a tool that, you know, StructureFlow could have a sort of influence in over the course of time. But that's something that hasn't really been solved yet. And I think that's really interesting aspect of transactional work that's not quite there just yet. I think that's actually a really interesting point because being where you are as a provider in that space is that you're going to see so many different structure types, much like a contract automation platform and certain aspects. You see all the differences that people are making and then you can get to like a determination of what market is in a way that is far more accurate than potentially a, a law firm or a lawyer's own experience, right? So then you're starting to give these an ability to give insights Absolutely. on the transaction, you know, where before you needed to be a 20-year veteran partner to have Absolutely. seen yeah. enough deals to be able to to tell a client whether something is market or not, then uh, yeah. but today is very different. So I think it's almost a secondary thing coming out of a transaction technology. You know, it's the first thing is like, let's get this done and let's get it done efficiently. But all this sort of information data that's coming off that is really valuable to the client. And it's really valuable to the law firm as well for their own knowledge purposes. As we move forward with our own roadmap, that's something that we'll sort of really be considering in all the transaction management. It's a really key thing to consider and how you can make the most of, of the activity that's going on through your platform. How do you make the most of that f- for the future? And actually, you know, thinking about it, it's probably an area that law firms ought to be concentrating on because the problem is that I think a client goes to a law firm and goes, I just, I don't care how you do it, just go and get the deal done. And then I'll walk away once I've, the deal's done and, you know, that's the relationship kind of ended. Mm. Yeah. Like how do law firms then continue adding value post the deal, you know, and, and how yeah. do they do so cost effectively? And those types of 
Absolutely. Or elements and insights yeah. are, are areas where law firms could come in and be quite useful in that way because yeah. as they're getting squeezed on fees at the beginning maybe they just need to figure out how to get fees for a longer period of time absolutely um, absolutely we like the idea with instructor flow if you, you build up a period of usage within it and all that sort of data and information is there and maybe something happens to a, there's a new regulation in singapore relating to entities there and then you can cross-check all the projects that you've worked on that have involved singapore entities and whether it qu query whether it, that particular issue affects these structures that you've built up in the past few years so that would be one really good example. So I think there's, yeah, it's just the power in that, in that information and data coming through and how do you make the most of it. So in, in terms of, for you guys now, how many of you are there? What's the, what are the plans for Slaughter and May relationship and so on? It's really exciting. But have you got to an internationalization point of view? Have you got firms in other countries using you now or just purely UK firms? We have firms in APAC. We have firms in North America. Uh, we're close to Africa. So we're doing really well from a sort of global perspective. You know, it's just a really exciting time for the company. Tim Follett has done an absolutely brilliant job to get to where we where we have done. There's a really sort of really good quality team of people. We're just keeping going. We're listening to customers and working through our product roadmap as best we can to just start producing the value that we really know that this product is capable of doing you know, into the future. And they listen to the customers piece on something that is so sort of complex mm. and, and yeah. uh, you know, talking to you with your head of product hat on now, really, rather than just how do you manage that process? Because obviously the adoption of the tool, I guess, is 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 good, but people, I guess, take a bit of time to get used to it. How do they respond to it? So many features must be hidden to them. And how do you how do you deal with that process? You know, uh, and how do you get that feedback? Well, I think we've you know we've got really sort of excellent customer facing team for starters. They're just you know really excellent at speaking to the customers and, and sort of harvesting that all of that feedback. There's obviously you know loads of feedback on the usability of, of the canvas functionality and that they want us to do this and that and, and that's really fantastic. And we're working through a lot of that. You know, a team or two will pick up on the data aspects and how it will apply to their particular use cases, and and then we'll end up in a conversation talking about that. And I think that's really when you're talking about deal structuring. It's really important for me in my role to find out what types of things people want to know on their deal types. What are the key things that are going to really make a difference for them to know and for their clients to know? And how would they like that to be displayed visually? And what's the purpose of knowing that information? So those conversations are really, really interesting for us at the moment to really sort of setting us up for creating those sorts of functionalities that will really, really help with deal structuring activities. It's a complex product and it's a big product. And so there are lots of different areas of feedback coming in. So we we do have a really good customer team that sort of that helps me work through that feedback and focus on you know, what's important for us to look at. So what I like to ask people coming towards the end of our of our discussion really is out of all of those experiences you've had, what has been the, I guess the most defining or most influential piece of of all of that that's that's taught you the most and and brought you to today sitting in front of me having this uh, this podcast that, that really stands out for you well that's a that's a big question i always think back to the early days in in the transact experience i think when you when you move across from being a lawyer into into technology there's a lot to learn you, you sort of learn how to become a sort of te technology professional i think those first sort of two or three years within workshare and working with some of those big customers that you mentioned before that was a real sort of learning curve as to how you build a technology product and, and not just create what you think in your mind it should be from a lawyer's perspective and from your own experience and so that as a sort of formation experience is, was, was really good and I think that puts me in a really good position now with Structureflow to be able to build this product that's not something that 
is it's not for me and it's not for Tim Follett. It's for the community. And I think that learning process within Workshare has helped me become somebody that understands how that's going to work and, and how to create that product that's going to be fit for purpose for a wide, wide group of people and really do the job in the fields that we want to do a good job. Well, that's a, that's a lovely way of, of answering that question. <laughs> I mean, it's been a really enjoyable conversation. Thank you so much, Owen. I've been looking forward to this and you hasn't disappointed. We've talked about uh, a huge number of, of interesting aspects around the structure for a product and what it can do, but also your insight as to <laughs> what's what's a new frontier. So it's dealing with that data in a way that hasn't been done before. And I look forward to seeing how that's used and how that might progress within the structure for a product. And, and maybe ours as well. So thank you very much for your time today. I look forward to uh, speaking with you soon again. Great stuff. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. We worked hard at putting this together and hope that you have found this interesting. If you like this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss the next one. We would also, of course, be grateful if you could give us a good rating and share it with your friends or colleagues. If you would like to get in contact and provide some positive criticism, or you would like to find out more about the services ShieldPay has to offer, please head over to shieldpay.com where you will find a Contact Us page and lots of useful additional resources. Thank you for listening and goodbye for now.